That's so bad. Oh, yeah. is so bad, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of From the Tips. This one a little different, however. We're recording on Sunday night instead of Monday night uh, because I have a prior uh, engagement on Monday. Uh, so you can blame me for this one, everybody. That's uh, that's, hey, that's tell all. The, that's tell all the me. people what it is. It can be exciting. Yeah, no, I'm going to I'm going to a Phillies game. Um, um, I mean, yeah, yeah, I was at opening day too, but uh, I'm gonna I'm also going to the one on Monday. So, well, well. Uh, let me ask you this real quick. I mean, okay. obviously we're a, a Philadelphia area based podcast, so we are Phillies fans. They're three and zero right now. What do you think? You got four and zero in the bag tomorrow night, or oh, ab- ab- absolutely not. And here's why. Um, <laughs> so the Mets, who we are playing on Monday, um, they were supposed to play the Nationals. However, that series got canceled because the Nationals had COVID problems. That series never happened. They never yeah. reported the ballpark, anything like that. So they're coming. Monday to Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia and haven't played a game yet. But however, instead of facing their fourth starter, which we were supposed to, we have to face the two-time NL Cy Young winner, Jacob deGrom. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to go pretty poorly if I have to make a prediction. But weirder things have happened. Well, here's what I'm going to need you to do real quick for me. Right on. I'm going to need you to take that negative energy that you got going on right now and we need you to flip it around. Okay. Because if I'm not mistaken, (laughs) um, our friends over at Take a Picture are Mets fans, or at least they um, are. One of them is at least a few. Well, all of them, them, I'm pretty sure. All of them are Mets fans. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to need you to turn that confidence around right now um, (laughs) because we we can't have this. Um, The Phillies are going to beat the Mets. Yeah. I even have my clear water. I did have that uh, on today, on. and then yeah. I I showered, so I took it off. Shout out, um, shout out to Custom Magic for the Clearwater T-shirts. Yes, um, um, and shout out to um, Take a Pitch, even though you guys are Mets fans. Boo. Um, yeah, how's how's no how's guys. no baseball at all going for you right yeah. now? Um, that kind of sucks. Suck basically, <laughs> they're, basically their opening day. Um, but anyway. Let's get yeah, into so golf. yeah we'll, yeah we'll get into golf because we're not a baseball podcast we can uh, that's a totally different thing and if you want baseball content feel free to also check out take a pitch on the south side podcast network all right moving on we did have golf this weekend and it actually just ended almost we had the valero texas open and oh boy it happened it was kind of it was kind of in the works everybody kind of saw it coming but it finally happened. Jordan Spieth is back in the winning category. He has chalked a W in the win column after uh, he hasn't had a win since 2017. And it, it's been exactly 1,350 days and 83 starts ago that he had a, a win. Time. Uh, so Jordan Spieth is back in the winner's circle with another trophy. How are you feeling? I feel like we're not huge Jordan Spieth guys necessarily. But we, we like him, you know? Yeah, no, um, I think the issue uh, with us and Jordan Spieth is uh, we only recently got, like, really big into the game of golf. Um, so when he was on his rampages that he was doing before 2017, we weren't paying as much attention to it, um, right. just the sport as a whole. So there's not really too much that we can uh, that we can say to him back then Uh, i do need i i need to say something right now because it's really bothering me um apparently i say um a lot which i understand is is not a good thing to listen to uh gina pointed it out to me the other day oh no she just called you right out i say um and now i can't stop thinking about it uh you just gotta ignore it just ignore it so I'm going to work on that. I apologize to everybody who's listening. It might have something to do with me being tired. It might have something to do with the fact that I'm not very good at talking, but we are going to try to work on that and I'm going to do my best. We'll see what happens, but yeah, Jordan Spieth is uh, in the winter, winter circle again. To, uh, to comment on that though, the reality of the situation is, is I, I four years of college did broadcasting as a major and have a degree in it and i do have to say the hardest thing ever to take out of your vocabulary as far as when there's a microphone in front of you is um is it's one of the hardest things to take out of your your vocabulary when especially also the word like 
Um, these are incredible, incredibly difficult things to take out. So the fact that and now you're aware of it, it's going to bother the hell out of you. That's what stinks. It's, it's going to bother. Like, I don't use you. the word like as much. I do use it occasionally. You will hear me say it, but I'm more of an um person because yeah. I don't always know what I want to say. And my mouth usually moves quicker than my brain because uh, right. I have a very slow brain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there it is again. Um, but yeah, this glass shattering thing that Gina just decided to hit me with. I don't know if any of our listeners listen to How I Met Your Mother, but everyone has that glass shattering thing Everybody where does, yeah. someone tells you and it just ruins everything for you. And this ruined it for me which stinks mine mine is mine is before i say anything that could be interesting or something that somebody might not know i always like to say fun fact prior to even if it's not you do a fun fact at all a lot i say fun fact so much it could be be so pointless you've got fun (laughs) fact my i got mauled by a bear today yeah right it's like that's not fun at all you're in the hospital brian (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah to the listeners i will be doing my best to get rid of the word um uh, I probably shouldn't have said something. Maybe you guys didn't even notice it. And it's just a glass shattering thing for all of you now. So we're going to see what happens. Uh, I did want to, before we get into too much of the golf, I got to say what everybody likes to hear at the beginning of the podcast, even though we're a few minutes into it now, the national days for the week. Let's uh, get it. We have, I know we have master's week this week. So obviously the 11th is one of the greatest days of the year. It's the Sunday of the master's. Can't but confirm. we do have other days. Um, April 6th, which is the day you guys are listening to this on Tuesday, we have National Caramel Popcorn Day. Uh, I don't know if you say caramel or caramel. I, I think, honestly, there, I think that's right like a, uh, that? I think it's a where you grew up type of situation. I really think that's a more of a dialect type of like thing water? than, uh, yeah, kind of like water, like uh, water for our okay. area. But um, when it comes to caramel or caramel, I think that's more of a, an area thing. Fair. We also have National Student Athlete Day. Shout out to Dawson Anders, who we had on the show last week. Shout out to all the other student athletes that we have listening or that may or may not be in our network uh, listening to other podcasts, our podcasts. You should listen to our podcast. If you know student athletes that want to listen to our podcast, tell them to get on here. Uh, April 7th is Brian's favorite day of the year. It is National Beer Day. Hail yeah. So Brian will probably be getting... Uh, very drunk on that day look i i can't though because the seventh the seventh that's a that's a wednesday evening man i gotta work the next morning you also can't because apparently april 8th is national alcohol screening day uh so <laughs> they definitely what a horrible tag team they situation they there that's so wrong that one out they were like you know what national i'm offended day, we're gonna i'm offended uh april 9th which would i guess would be friday um that is gonna be a few things we have national unicorn day that's a good one did you know that that fun fact? Uh, did you know? <laughs> did you know that that is the national animal of Scotland? So they're real. Oh well, yeah, but they're in Scotland, so we don't we don't see them. So and the, Scot- the Scottish right don't now, tell us about unicorn. it. Oh well, it's a national animal, so I mean, I would assume. What's the U- you know what? We're just, I'm going to stop there. I don't know why. I was yeah, about it's probably to for ask the best. That question. That is probably <laughs> the best. I don't know. I was just about to ask that question. Stupid just, Rick. It's yep, late. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. So, oh no that takes us up to friday i'm now stressing and sweating because i say the word um a lot and i almost just asked what the national animal of the united states was so moving on to golf. you know it's a good thing that we have this panned out to be a shorter episode <laughs> it won't be we're gonna try it, it won't be now now uh, so we all. have jordan spieth back in the winner's circle at the valera texas open we actually talked about this a little bit before we got on you said about uh tro- the trophy because I'm a big trophy guy. You're a huge trophy guy. I did I did very much enjoy the trophy. For any of you that did not see it, go check it out on the PGA's website. Uh, Jordan Spieth holding the trophy. is It's a very nice trophy. It has a picture of Texas and the Texas flag. And it just, it's just, it's very well put together. It's nothing too flashy. It's not like, uh, it's not like, what was last week? I don't remember. Brain fart. Oh, um, last week was the um, Honda Classic. No? Honda, was it the Honda Classic? I don't remember. I think we're just losing track of, of time and space right <laughs> we'll now. Go, we'll go PGA Championship. That's the one Colin Morikawa won where it looks like a Greek. Oh, uh, no. Last week was what, last week was the match play. We're stupid. Del, yes, Dell match play. Wow. Wow, we are dumb. This is Maybe we shouldn't Whew. have recorded tonight. Maybe we maybe shouldn't we have. Maybe we should have. Maybe just maybe get some sleep. We'll figure <laughs> it out. 
Not every day is going to be the best day. This probably isn't going to be one of them, but yeah, it's fine. stick with us because we do have some fun stuff coming up in the two-man scramble later. Uh, so yeah, it's nothing flashy like that. doesn't look like a Greek flower pot, but it's a nice, it's a nice very well-put-together trophy. So uh, I do appreciate that trophy. Uh, let me ask you this. Is he I back? Questions. Is Jordan Spieth back? Well, here's the thing. So I have a nice blurb here uh, from Yahoo Sports. I like blurbs. Um, uh, it says Speed got out of the uh, got out to a hot start on the PGA Tour and picked up his first win the same year he joined in 2013. He then won five times in 2015, including the Masters, the U.S. Open, and the Tour Championship. He won the British Open just two years later and only needs a win at the PGA Championship to complete the Grand Slam. Though he compiled an impressive 11 wins in his first five years, Spieth then went cold after his win at Royal Birkdale in 2017. He finished inside the top 10 just 12 times over the next three seasons and stumbled to close out the last season with a pair of finishes outside of the top 70 and then failed to make the cut at the Northern Trust. So exactly... This pretty much explains exactly why it's so special that Jordan Spieth won because of how good he was from the time frame of 2013 to 2015. This really explains exactly how good he was. The fact that he won three major championships in the span of two years. Yeah, that's insane. That's pure insanity. I was listening. I was listening to the the end of the broadcast today. Uh, like I said, I couldn't watch most of the tournament, but I did get to catch the end of it when I was on my way home. It was a holiday weekend, folks. It was, by, yeah. the way, ha- by the way, happy Easter to Yeah, happy Easter to everybody because it is Sunday while we're recording this still. But I will say, um, I don't remember what I was going to say, so we're going to try to figure this out right now. I was listening to the broadcast. They were talking about uh, Jordan Spieth and just all of his stats about when he started out. He was like second youngest to, I think it was 10 wins, like second youngest to – a major or something like that. It was just all these ridiculous stats about how all he's second youngest in pretty much everything. And obviously it's the Tiger Woods that he's second to. Well, yeah. But duh. They were saying that he was talking in, I guess, an interview at some point, And he was like, look, I'm going to hit that point where I kind of hit a road bump. It's just going to be how I react to that. And obviously it's taken him way longer to get out of that little road bump than everyone would have hoped for. And he said that too. He was like, look, I knew this was going to happen. Everybody hits kind of a stalemate at some point. I was getting significantly better. I was winning. I was doing all this good stuff. Eventually I was bound to hit kind of a stop and it was just going to be how long it took me to get out of it. And unfortunately it took three and a half years, Mm -hmm. uh, if not closer to four at this point, but yeah, yeah. about, about almost four. If we're going from masters to masters almost. Uh, Yeah. There is a quote from Jordan here. Uh, It says, Quote, I never really doubted in myself to be able to kind of get back to where I wanted to go. But when you lose confidence, a lot of times it's hard to see the positive going forward. Just keep my head down. This is a monumental win for me. It's one that I've certainly thought of for a long time. Uh, so basically, with when it comes to the question, is Jordan Spieth back? I 100% with a thousand percent of my body want to say yes. But I just can't because when you think about Jordan Spieth being back, that means he has to be back to what he did in 2013 and 2015, which is win 11 times and almost go a grand slam in two year span. So him being back. No, him being back to a place where he's confident enough to be his former self. Yes, that I can agree with him being completely back to what he was. No, because that that that's a question that can't really even be answered right now almost because he's won once after a three and a half, almost four year drought of basically let's not beat around the bush. He was terrible. He was he was it was it was bad. It was it was just bad. He's the Ricky Fowler of the last few years. Oh, Ricky Fowler is the next guy that needs this to happen to him. Oh, he does. He will. And needs it bad. People will be excited when it does happen for him. I don't oh, know if he's sure. as excited as for Jordan Spieth, but Ricky is a, a really popular guy on tour, so I think people will be just as excited. I completely agree with your point, though. I think that it's hard to say that he is back currently because he only won this one tournament, but I will say watching him finish off his round on 18 today, he ha- he looked like he had fire inside of him. Like, you see these guys win, like, their first – tour star or whatever 
they're like ecstatic. They're like crying. They're like, I can't thank anybody enough. There's no reason that I should be here right now. I need to, I need to win more, but I can't because I'm just not that as good as some of these guys that are out here. So I'm just going to take this and run with it. Jordan Spieth finished out on 18 today and he didn't even crack a smile from what I could tell. Like there was maybe a little bit of a grin there. Stone and, cold. And at first I was like, I was like, Hmm, like, I don't know if this means that he's back. I don't know if he's like super confident in himself right now. I don't know if he is just thinking about what just happened and he just kind of needs time to react. I didn't see anything besides his immediate post round interview, which again, he was kind of cold, like not really giving too much smile, like not too much uh, emotion wise, but I will say um, based on what I could tell, it looks like he has a fire deep within him right now and he's ready to get back to where he was. And I wouldn't be surprised if he started it this week at the Masters. I'm not going to lie. I would love to see it. Uh, I do I do think that when it comes to someone like Jordan Spieth, who had the amount of success that he did, now winning again, maybe he's not even happy. He's like, okay, I remember how to do this now. Let's get after it. Like He's, he's more thinking of the next steps than what he just did, which it, it arguably is what greatest of all time caliber competitors do yeah i just i don't think he's necessarily ha- i mean obviously he's happy because he won oh yeah i mean duh i mean he, he is smiling in the in some pictures yeah and he, he obviously is going to be happy about it but i don't think he's satisfied he's happy but he's not satisfied and i honestly do think i mean it's not debatable no one since I don't even know when to say no one since probably since the PGA championship has played more like consistent high level golf than Jordan Spieth. He's been consistently in top tens. He's been consistently T2 solo two, just up there. His name's up there. He's doing well. Always, even if he's not winning, almost he's always doing well. So I, I think it's hard to tell me that someone has been playing better golf than him recently. And if you look at the top 10 in the FedEx cup rankings, he does have the most events played out of the top 10 in the FedEx Cup rankings. So it's kind of hard to go off that because obviously the guys that are up play there less, him yeah, have played less and they're playing better because they don't play as much. But that also does mean that he's been really consistent. He has one win. He has five top 10s so far in the um, his 14 starts that he's had this year, which is good. I mean, it's not hey, that's, I mean, amazing, that's incredible, honestly. But, the only the only person that has more than him at this point is Bryson. In nine events, he has two wins and five top tens, so just one more win. But everybody else is pretty much in the same boat, if not worse, stat wise than Jordan Spieth is right now. I don't know if we're saying that Bryson is just redoing the game of golf, and that's why he's has two wins right now. Well, I think that's his brand. Yeah, I mean, obviously, credit to him for getting those two wins, but he's probably the only one that you could argue has been playing more and better consistent golf, even though he's only had nine events. Yeah. Um, Jordan Spieth is just up there. He's just playing really well right now. And like I said, I wouldn't be surprised to see him at least in the top 10 in the Masters this week, if not winning it. Yeah, agreed. I think you could probably argue maybe Tony Finau is just as consistent, um, but also of late, that he hasn't been. Ex- exactly. As of late, no. And Jordan's continued to do it. So the fact that Jordan Smith was able to get a win first and foremost, awesome. I love every second of that. Uh, do I wish it was something a little bit bigger than the Valero Texas Open? A little bit. Uh, like I kind like I kind of wish it was more of a may, maybe something along the lines of the Pebble Beach Pro Am or something like that. Maybe some yeah, maybe something a little, a little bit bigger. A bunch of big names playing yeah. this week, so he didn't. He obviously had competition because these guys, these professional golfers are ridiculous. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your world golf ranking is. Like you're, you're better than most people that play golf. Yeah. If, you, if you're on tour, you're, you're but good. He didn't have DJ out there. He didn't have most of the guys in the top 10 of the FedEx cup out there playing against him this week, but a win's a win. Get a win is a win. Can. A win and is ride a win. it into whatever tournament you need to. It just so happens to be the masters coming up this week. Ride right into the wind on that before we get into some master's stuff and some cool news. Just want to touch base quickly on the LPGA. Uh, we didn't really get to watch it much as it was a holiday weekend. And also we didn't really get to touch base on a whole lot of the first three days of the PGA action. Uh, we do have it wrapping up at the uh, Mission Hills Country Club. Uh, don't know spe- uh, the uh, Anna Inspiration 
uh, tournament for the LPGA uh, right now. Patty, oh, um, Tava Tanikit. Yes, Tava Tanikit. That's a tough name. To That's say. a tough name. Um, she's uh, from Thailand. Uh, she currently has the lead and is uh, still playing. She's through 15 right now at 18 under with a two-stroke lead over uh, Lydia Ko. Lydia Ko, who is uh, two strokes behind her but has finished up already. So um, good success to her. I hope she's able to wrap up the last three holes uh, well and get a win. Uh, but as of right now, we don't have a winner because it is still going on because it is Sunday evening. Uh, but we move on nonetheless into basically – the holiday of holidays for golf, the Christmas of golf. It is that important. It is Masters weekend time. It is now after the Valero Texas Open. There is a winner. That one is over. We have officially moved into Masters week. We have officially moved into Masters week. Uh, so we are here in Masters week with some news that we got for you. So we teased it. We teased it last uh, last episode. Um, Rick wanted me to come out right with it. And I was like, no, no, sir. I must. <laughs> I don't I know must. how this stuff works, Brian. Like, <laughs> like you said, he went to school for this. I'm just, I'm floundering here. Uh, <laughs> he's he's trying making, to stay above water. Just come on. Honestly, I'm treading. <laughs> I, I can tread water for about 10 seconds and then I'm done. Well, I might drown after that. So, well, you're treading water with the best of them right now. I'll give you that. I'm doing my best out you're, here. You're doing, you. you're doing your darkest and it's working out. Uh, so, what we have planned for Masters Week is we are partnering with our good friends who we talk about often at Hack Across America Golf Blog, and we are going to be supplying you with some delicious content uh, as far as, what was that? Golf tent. Golf tent, right? Was that our first episode? That's our word. I think that was our was first, that first That might have been our first episode. Our word. We're going to give you as much golf tent as possible. Uh, so on Sunday, Master Sunday, that morning, we're doing a nine-hole round with Hack Cross America to film some video content. There's going to be some challenges. It's going to be super fun. Phil's going to be there. We're going to see Big Phil. Uh, we have a Master's pre-round, almost broadcast-esque episode we're going to be posting uh, with uh, me and Rick, hopefully Phil. Uh, we have that Sunday still after that round with Hacks. We are going to be doing from noon to whenever that tournament wraps up, we are going to be doing a live stream on our YouTube channel and also a live stream on their YouTube channel of us kind of watching the tournament, doing separate things. We got a bunch of like a bunch of segments lined up for you guys to watch. Uh, we will be eating the pimento cheese sandwich. We awesome. are going to be looking into making Dustin Johnson's menu because there's a couple of really easy things on there that we'll get into that are kind of hysterical. We have different challenges we plan on doing different topics to talk about some trivia. We are going to have a blast for arguably maybe six hours if on Sunday, more. April 11th. What was that? Hopefully more. Hopefully it goes into a playoff and we get. Yes. Yes. Because we have, fantastic. we have so many segments. I'm not quite sure if we're going to have enough time to get to all of them. So that is what we have coming up for Masters Week. And if we weren't excited for the golf portion, we are so gassed up about what we're going to be doing with Hack Cross America this weekend. Thank you to them for partnering with us for this. And we're going to try and bring you as much pure, fun golf tent that we can. It's going to be a blast. We're going to be watching the Masters. It's going to be a Sunday. It's going to be incredible. And I hope you guys are just as excited as we are because we are just so gassed up about it, man. I'm really excited. I got to touch real quick on the on the whole Thursday thing that you mentioned. Um, I think you said Thursday. I don't know. If yeah, you said right. Thursday. Well, um, we're, yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't know if that was something that we were not disclosing to the fans yet or if you were going to tease that a little bit going into the end of the episode. I don't know. No, I, fi I figured we would include that in the whole Masters Week, okay. uh, Masters Week thing. I did want to touch on that real quick. You guys are going to want <clears throat> to tune into this. We have almost none of this set up yet, but this is the plan. Zero. We are going to get some sort of setup where we can look like we're at a desk and we're going to try to do like pre-round coverage kind of looking stuff where we're sitting at a desk talking, Jim Nance, you know, just sounding as, as close to the professionals as we can. And it's going to be really bad because you guys hear how we talk on the podcast. It's going to be so it's bad. It's going to be really bad. I'm probably going to be wearing sweatpants, but I will be wearing like a jacket so that I look nice on the top. 
Well, there should be a desk involved, so the bottom half shouldn't even have to yeah. be in the equation. So my God. Once we figure that out, it's going to be really funny uh, just to try to see us figuring out how to do that. We're going to be talking about the first round, how things are going, stuff like that. So do not miss that. We're hopefully going to be putting that out as a video and as a podcast, just so you guys have a little bit of podcast content uh, towards the end of the week because this one is going to be coming out on Tuesday, but we don't have too much specifics wise to talk about the masters yet because exactly it's yeah. for us yeah so keep an eye out for that really excited for that really excited for the rounds that we got coming up this weekend the round i don't think we have one yeah that. it's also saturday. it's also only nine holes it's i think it's i, I mean there's a, there's a chance we go golfing again i'm down to go on saturday we'll yeah, find I mean, out it is what it is keep an eye out for that anyway uh what did you want to get into first as far as what we do have for the masters well, first and foremost, since I feel like we touched on it, I feel like we should just get into Dustin Johnson's menu now. I have it right in front of me. Okay, great. I'm glad you had that lined up. Okay, so Dustin Johnson, for those of you that follow golf, uh, maybe you don't follow golf and you don't really know this, I'm going to tell you anyway. There's a lot of talk after he won the Masters, people wondering what is he going to have for his Masters dinner because he is he's well-known as someone who eats more on the bland side, uh, which – a lot of professional athletes do eat a little bit more on the bland side because they have to keep track of their diets and, and focus up on that stuff. Besides Patrick Reed, obviously uh, he doesn't really care about that, but Michelin man body <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little shot there at Patrick Reed. I'll get those in whenever I can. Um, I would cry if he won this weekend. I, I would probably physically cry. Oh, if he gets the master's jacket a second time, I would cry if I had to watch Dustin Johnson, put that on him. Anyway, yeah. Dustin Johnson did come out with his menu which I think it's the strangest thing to me because the fact that they do this is just weird. Like, have you ever thought about how weird it is that they're like, you're all going to sit down at this dinner and you can have whatever you want. It makes me think of death row where they're like, you know what? Kind of. Yeah. Your last meal. What do you want? Anything you want. And then these guys just give whatever they want. So like Dustin Johnson's appetizer is going to be pigs in a blanket. I love it. And lobster and corn fritters. Like, I love that. That is the a most, professional golfer and he wants pigs in a blanket. I can make you those, Dustin. That's and, the most Southern thing I've ever heard in my life. And lobster and corn fritters. Never had those, but they sound delicious. They do sound really good, though. And I'm sure that these pigs in a blanket are going to be like probably gourmet. Yeah, probably. It's so probably they're not, not going to be like the crescent rolls that no. we get. Um, probably going to be something better. They're not going to be the from the freezer section in the local Super Walmart, you know. <laughs> um, his first course is going to be a house or a Caesar salad. So there comes the blandness. There it is. What dressing do you think he uses on his house salad? Oh, he's a ranch guy. So, I just, I you think just he's know. a ranch guy. I just know he's a ranch guy. Okay, I don't know. I feel like he's more of like a vinaigrette kind of guy. No, that that might be a bit too zesty for a guy like Dustin Johnson. I don't know if ranch <laughs> might... is his thing though. Because then we got Caesar, and Caesar dressing is pretty light. That's true. That's true. Um, family style sides. This is it's so weird how they have this set up. This so is very strange. First course, family style sides, main course, and dessert. His family style sides are mashed potatoes and spring vegetables. Oh yeah, pretty plain again, dude. That's just mashed potatoes and collard greens. He's just but coming I, right from the south. But I do, <laughs> I do like to think that he is going to have just the best like garlic butter mashed potatoes that you can. Oh. And now I really want. Oh some. yeah. Now I'm thinking about it. They're not, they're not getting that bin of Bob Evans from the grocery store. They're actually like, Hey, Hey, hey potatoes. Hey, watch it. Okay. Sorry. Watch sorry. It. Sorry. Bob Evans is sorry. Okay. Sorry. Best sorry. Mac and cheese okay. and potatoes on the market. <laughs> sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be poking the beast on the Bob Evans front. Okay. I did not know. Best, best mac and potatoes <laughs> and mac and cheese on the market. Don't have it. Do not oh. insult Bob Evans in <laughs> in the vicinity of rick's ears because he will come at you <laughs> oh man anyway moving on to the main course this is why brian said we're going to try to do some of the things that yeah. are on his menu because he doesn't want to do what is the main course for dustin johnson which is going to be a filet mignon and a miso marinated sea bass which both sound fantastic and expensive. I know they just have the best <laughs> in the world for this because oh guarantee it's off masters champion oh so that filet mignon is going to be fantastic. And yeah, that though marinated sea bass, that sounds good too. I love fish. Yeah. That might be the one thing we, uh, we have to avoid just because monetary reasons. Um, I don't know if y'all know this, but those two items of food are not on the cheap side. Definitely. So uh, we're going to try to make the foods that make sense. 
So basically, pigs in a blanket. Your pigs in a blanket, the mashed potatoes, the that 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 stuff, and and, and also, dessert. yeah, the dessert which he has listed as peach cobbler. Love peach oh, cobbler. so good. And apple pie with vanilla ice cream. It doesn't get much more American. It really doesn't. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just a great way to finish your master's dinner. I don't know oh, how yeah. you don't go out and win after eating that. Probably because you've now consumed so many calories. You can't wake up you in the might morning. Be in a food coma the next you might, you might know. food, you might miss your tea time because you're in a food coma now. Maybe that's his strategy: take out as many competitors as you can via food coma. Maybe I don't know. That's a decent strat. That is a decent. That's a decent strat. I could see it. Um, you got Patrick yeah. Reed over there who can't, who has to be rolled back to his room. Oh no, he'll wake up. He'll wake up. Go the next day, no problem. He's used to. It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's used to that diet. He's used to 10, it. 10,000 K cows a day. From the- <laughs> <laughs> that there's rock no- diet working out on a golf course. There's uh there's, there's no calorie count for the reeds. They, uh, they just, they just uh, counted for uh, how many more can you eat today than you did yesterday. <laughs> you just bring out an extra house salad for Patrick Reed. <laughs> Two house <laughs> salads. The they bring out, the, instead of the dessert, they just bring him another house salad. <laughs> and he's like mad about it. Like mad, mad. He just starts yelling. He's he like, where is my ice cream? cream (laughs) (laughs) we're terrible people we are awful people i'm not sorry Uh, no i'm not sorry either because it's too funny it is far too funny uh but yeah so that's his uh that's his dinner not too bad um i can get on board with most of that oh yeah for sure because that sounds fantastic well the man i mean the menu is first of all i would eat it i mean i'm just just to be realistically i i would eat that not many things I wouldn't eat. Exactly. That I got menu... described. I got described. Maybe it was today or yesterday, as not a super picky eater, but an inconvenience with the things that I don't eat. I think that's how it was worded. Yeah, Sarah. Sarah told me that because like I don't eat cucumbers and sour cream and stuff like that, which is like pretty popular foods, I guess. So she's like, "You're not." You're not a picky eater, but like the things that you don't eat are pretty inconvenient because I don't know if that's meant to be an insult or I, I really don't. I wish I did, but I don't. <laughs> so I just wanted to share that because that was kind of threw me for a little bit of a whirl the other day. Rick's just getting berated today. What happened? I, yeah, today, it's a man? rough day. Do you need a hug? Are you okay? I need sleep. I, need. <laughs> I, I was going to be able to sleep in today and then i had to go to church this morning so oh boy all righty but uh in other news uh dj's good buddy brooks kepka also one of rick's favorites he's engaged now so congratulations to brooks and his girlfriend now fiance uh rick i believe you wanted to get into this a, a bit more yeah i mean he's he's my guy i love brooks love watching him do do good do well whatever the proper english is for that I'm not, I'm not an English major. I'm telling you, <laughs> I had to write lab reports with like numbers and stuff on them. I didn't have to do too much words. So, oh my God. Apologize for my English. I love every but second of this so much. I might have to do like an <laughs> online English course or something. This is amazing. I um, uh, so, love it when he does good. Love it when he, <laughs> love it when he does good. I don't know how to say these things the right way. I don't uh, it works. It works. 16 years. Out. I was going to ignore it completely, but the, you, you, you had to circle back. I'm self-critical. Okay. I don't you, know. <laughs> so Brooks got engaged uh, earlier this week. I saw probably one of the funniest memes that I've seen in a while. It was just a picture of him kneeling down, proposing on the beach. And someone commented, and it was like, knee looks fine to me. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> like, oh, you can't do books like that. that Dude just got chopped bit. up and grilled. But wow! I think Ooh. Brooks probably saw that comment because I did get an alert from ESPN today. He is planning on playing in the Masters next weekend. All right. So obviously, I have my pick for who's winning because I can't not go with my guy. I feel like there's. I feel like every week you can kind of be like, "This person's playing well. I need them to do well again." I think this is who's going to win. I feel like when it comes to the Masters, you just got to go for your guy. You like do. You just have me, to go right for your you're guy. You're telling me X isn't your winner this weekend. I'm calling you crazy, and I'm calling you a liar. No, you are. Yeah, I would be just, lying. I'd be lying. Want, I'd be lying. You just want your guys to do good. Brooks is my guy. He's my number one guy. I love watching him play, and I want him to win. Exactly. He's not healthy, so hopefully 
he's on a lot of painkillers so that his knee doesn't bother him at all while he's playing this weekend just pop an ibuprofen like it's his job just and i'm really hoping that he does rip through the ibuprofen i'm gonna be kind of crushed if he doesn't but i'm high right now because he's playing this weekend as of right now he's playing this weekend and i'm really excited about it hopefully the knee's feeling good hopefully he can get something going together and even if it's not 100%, like, I hope that it's, like, good enough for him to play good golf. Because as much yeah. as I'm not a Brooks Kepka fan, when Brooks plays good golf, the people around him play better golf. And it's, it uh, good it's, it's, good, it's good to watch. So I'm always down for that. Also, speaking of my man Brooks, there right is a little bit of a rivalry that has developed over the years. Uh, the next thing that I want to talk about has been inspired by a question that we have coming up in the two-man scramble segment. Okay. Right on. This one is another bracket. Okay, we're still in March. March Madness is finishing up the um, the women's game for the finals. Actually, it was the finals. <clears throat> Just ended. Okay, number one Stanford won. Number one. Stanford. Right on. Congratulations to uh, Stanford women's basketball for your national championship. Right on. Men's national championship has not happened yet, but I believe it's Baylor and Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Yep. Yeah. That was a crazy finish. I don't know. If that was a crazy finish. The UCLA game. UCLA exactly game. Oh my and that was wild. That was crazy. I loved watching that. Um, sorry, not a basketball podcast. Not a basketball anyway, podcast. Still March Madness. We're still in it. So I'm going to talk about it. Okay. I got a little bit of a bracket here that we're going to run through. Like I said, it's based off one of our two-man scramble questions. So it will make sense when we get there. But here's what's happening. Okay. I got the top eight players in the world right now. Went on World Golf Rankings. That's what we're going off of. Okay. We're going March Madness style. So we got 1v8, 2v7, so on and so forth. Here's what's happening. We got two sides of the bracket, four four total matchups, okay? Who would win in a fist fight? Okay, I brought this up to Brian. I said, who would win? Who would win? That's this, is like one of, this is like one of my favorite concepts said, I've ever heard in my life. Of course, or in a fist fight. I said fist fight. We're going fist fight. Oh, boy. Okay, so oh. I'm going to run through this bracket. Make a little graphic for you guys so you can see what's going on, especially with Brian's picks. Uh, and then we're going to do our best over the course of the next few years to make this happen. Uh, <laughs> we're going to make fight. these fights happen. <laughs> yes, I, we will have a fist fight between our first matchup, which is Dustin Johnson and T-Rail Hatton. Here's the thing. So <clears throat> with – with Tyrell, he's a bit on the shorter side, but he's also pretty much constantly angry. And and it's not like he's, you know, and he's weak. And he's, and he's English. So, like, I mean, in my assumptions, I think that is all fist fight. I, I don't really know what happens. <laughs> That's what in they England. do for fun on the weekends. I don't I know. Don't, yeah, I don't know what happens in the UK. Somebody fill me in. But, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I am going to give the win to DJ okay. just because I think his stoic and un, unemotional nature would scare me in a fight and and also he just has a longer reach than Tyrrell that people talk about that in MMA all the time about reach distance and stuff like that and usually you know when you have a longer reach it helps you out so I am gonna pick DJ forehead him yeah and then just just start beating him senseless Uh, so I'm gonna gonna go DJ there all right that was our number one versus our number eight seed (laughs) what incredible thing we have going on right now This is great. I love this. I'm loving every second. It's, it's, it's so fun to just talk about fist fights between <laughs> them. Just random. Number two on this side, we have the three seed versus the six seed. We have John Rom versus your boy X. So we got the angry Spaniard versus your boy X. Yeah, that's why I think I'm gonna have to give it to the angry Spaniard. Yeah, I mean it's it's I, one of those things you want to go for your guy again. I but- want to, but. I don't X know if you can. I don't no. know if John Rahm is gonna go easy on that fight. No, yeah, X is way too even keeled. I feel like he would just forfeit the fight in order to not fight. But if he I did just, fight, I think John Rahm's a psycho. By the way, John Rahm, congratulations on being a dad. Um, yeah, congratulations on that. Hopefully, yeah, that, that doesn't affect him too much if he does play this weekend. Hopefully, you can kind of use that as a little bit of motivation to play better. Well, you know, hopefully it doesn't affect him in this fight because he has a family to think of. That's know? true. <laughs> we don't want him having any permanent brain damage. From no, we don't, need, we don't need any of that. So that I do. Happening. I am going to give the win to, to John Rahm here because he is the angry Spaniard and I would be scared of him. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing about John Rahm, I've heard people on tour describe him. Like we obviously talk about Brooks. We talk about Bryce and they're built like trains. John Rahm 
from what I hear, is also one of those big guys that you probably don't want to scrap with. He's 6'2", 220 pounds, okay? That's that's a, go, that's a fridge. That's, that's like a, a linebacker, unit. okay? That's a I don't unit know if right I want there. to take that on, especially no. if I don't no, know how big X is, but he's definitely not six. Dude, he's he's got to be like 5'10", 170. I mean, he's there's not a whole lot to that kid. <laughs> um, moving on to the other side of the bracket. So for the first the front side of the bracket, we have DJ versus John Rom, which we will get to. Right. We'll worry about the other ones first. We have our first matchup on the other side of the board: JT okay. versus T Reed. So who do you got between them two? That's hard because because Patrick Reed has the weight advantage, uh-huh. um, but that also means he doesn't have the stamina advantage most. No, and I think that's where JT might edge this one out is the stamina. I think they'd probably pack the same amount of punch. Um, I think JT just might outlast Patrick Reed in this one. I think it's a uh, that this is gonna be a multiple round bout. Okay, this is we're gonna we're gonna see a couple rounds in this one. I just think JT outlasts. Patrick Reed in the long run, stamina wise. So I am going to give this to JT actually, okay. which is surprising because that's not where my brain first went. I, I was like, oh, you know, he's not a big bigger, dude, you know, not a big dude. But I feel like, you know, you brought up the stamina thing. I feel like this goes multiple rounds. You know, Patrick Reed's going to be wheezing. Okay. <laughs> he's going to need his yeah, inhaler. Oh, no, for sure. Okay? <laughs> um, so I did, I did look it up. Um, Xander Shoffley is 5'10, 175. So Ooh, nailed a, that. Nailed that. that. Not great for him as far as the matchup goes. No, that is not a preferred matchup with the linebacker. That is John Rahm. Uh, so next, the last of the initial matchups that we have, we have Bryson DeChambeau you versus... Put, put him against oh, anybody. It's not good. Yeah, no. Sorry. <laughs> Colin, you might actually die. You might want to just it forfeit that fight. Actual death in that. Bryson's a psychopath. Um, on Bryson top of is being listed huge. as 6'1, 245. Oh my God. Um, and Colin Morikawa is listed as 5'9. Uh, I don't see a weight. Uh, probably because it doesn't register on a scale. He's so small. <laughs> There's a big height difference. And I, if I had to guess, I would say Colin Morikawa is probably around the one. If I'm taking a wild shot in the dark um, on Colin Morikawa's weight, I would say he weighs 245. No, he's, he weighs less so than Bryson. Bryson is most likely the obvious choice in that situation. I, I feel like know, that's maybe, a – Maybe that's Colin a, has some background in MMA. We don't know. That's, right. a, that's a clear-cut winner. <laughs> Quick into the final four. We have DJ versus John Rom. Who do you got? Yeah, I'm going with the angry Spaniard again. Going with Sorry, John Sorry okay. DJ. I think I think DJ would fight once and be like, man, I don't think I really like that too much. That was a lot of aggression. I just kind of want to <laughs> just kind of want to eat my chicken and rice and and then go home. Go to sleep. <laughs> and John Rom's like, I'm not giving you that option. I'm gonna beat your face in now because I can. <laughs> and then on the other side, I just I feel like this is unfair. I went off golf world golf rankings though. I don't I don't know what to it's say. Just, it, um, it's another situation have- that's just wrong. We have Justin Thomas versus oh. Bryson DeChambeau. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm going to assume you probably have Bryson DeChambeau yep. winning this. Can't as confirm. Justin Thomas is listed at 5'10", 160 pounds. The stamina thing is not going to help Justin on so this there one. There is an 85-pound difference. Oh. An 85-pound and a 3-inch difference between <laughs> And okay. what's di- what's I different – have to see that. What's different between Patrick Reed's weight – advantage and Bryson DeChambeau's weight advantage is when it comes to Bryson exactly. that is muscle <laughs> okay I, I have to see that I look I, and I, I don't want anything bad to happen to him but I have to see that there is an 85 pound difference between these men I just <laughs> you imagine if JT knocked him out oh my god it wouldn't happen though I feel like in that situation, JT gets hit hit once, and, and he's now out cold. And now he's dead. Yeah. So and now, so now Bryson no has two dead bodies. Player in the world. <laughs> we no longer have JT or Colin Marikawa. Bryson has murdered them both on uh, accident. <laughs> so maybe the matchup of the century. I feel right? like this is. I feel like is, we got here. This is this is a great matchup. I love this. John Rom versus Bryson DeChambeau for the championship of the fist fight competition of world golf ranked men. What's great is they're both big dudes and both 
psychopaths. Yes. Which is why this goes into multiple rounds. And I mean, these faces are bloody, okay? The, the fight should have been called off an hour ago. But they just keep stepping into They're the They're both ring. just exhausted, but neither of them wants to give. No, neither so of them wants to quit. the crap out of each other for no reason. What ends up happening is Bryson tries to bring out his protractor and figure out the best angle to decapitate John Rahm with his fist. <laughs> uh, but, but, jo- but John Rahm, realizing that Bryson's doing too much thinking, goes full psychotic. And just starts throwing haymakers left and right. One, two, combo, bing, bang, boom. Bryson is now down. John Rahm, your clear-cut heavyweight champion of the golf world. For some reason, in my head, I'm picturing John Rahm. You ever, you've seen the movie Dodgeball? You know, I have, the, yes. You know the, the more, like, nerdy guy with the glasses? How, like, he tells him to get angry? And yeah. he looks over and sees his, his Asian wife flirting with some random dude. Yes. Asian wife that he found like online or something. Right. Like that. Exactly. Yes. Like in love. And he's like, get angry. And then he looks over. And he's like, <gasps> and he starts like throwing dodgeballs and like knocking people out. That's how I picture John Rom. Like someone's like, get angry. And he's like, okay, let me just do that real quick. He's like, he's like a mixture of that guy and the Hulk. What's funnier like, is I feel Hulk's like you don't like, that's my secret. I'm always yeah. angry. That's yeah. John Rom. He's always angry. I, I, yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like you don't have to motivate John Rom to get angry. Just be like, hey, John, like, let's get angry here. You want to like, get mad right, right now? <laughs> and he's just red in the face immediately. And now and now it's just he's he's seeing red. He's not going to remember this fight, but he can watch the tape back. Yes, John Rom is your clear-cut I love heavyweight it. boxing champion of the golf world. I love that so much. I love every second of that segment. <laughs> that was incredible. I'm glad we did that. I'm just, really glad we did that. Just the just the fact that you thought something <laughs> like that should exist. I can't great. take full credit for it because what we're getting into now, the two man scramble segment, is where I actually got the idea from. I got an idea. Um, as if you couldn't tell from my Hulk reference, talking about John Rom, uh, Brian and I are both huge uh, Avengers guys, big right Avengers, on. big Marvel guys, and one of the first questions I was fielded for this week was from my girlfriend, Gina. And it was who would win in a fight, Iron Man or Captain America. You can't use the civil war argument because Captain America had Bucky in that situation. So straight up everything included. So cap has his shield. He has his uniform, all that stuff. Iron Man has his suit, all that stuff. Who wins in a fight? All right. Look, my girlfriend's going to hate me for this answer, but it's the truth. Get used to it. Um, if Tony Stark has literally all of the technology that he has created in the MCU to his disposal, Captain America has absolutely zero shot of even putting up a fight. Not even close. I'm sorry, but if you watch Avengers Age of Ultron, he had an actual steel chamber that he locked the Hulk into, and it took the Hulk a good 10 seconds to get out of. I'm sorry, Captain America. You're not you're the Hulk. Okay. Done, you, he's going to call upon that thing. You're going to be in it. And there was actually no fight at all. Fun fact. It's over now. The fight yeah. never happened I mean, I because get, you couldn't I get, get the to question because those, those are the two big guys. Um, I could feel I could field you this one, though. Right. Who would win in a fight? Iron Man or the Hulk in a straight up fight because Hulk did break out and he did kind of beat the crap out of Iron Man there for a little bit. See, that's, that's hard because it it was almost like kind of proven in a movie that eventually technology will trump what is the Hulk because he just, Tony Stark had so much technology at his disposal. Eventually something had to get to him. Right. So when it really comes down to it, really great contest. I think if you put up the Hulk and then only um, the Hulkbuster Iron Man suit, just mano y mano, that's going to be a good fight. And I would actually pick the Hulk if that was it. If we're putting just, if we're just putting the Hulkbuster against the Hulk, no other technology at Tony Tony Stark's disposal, just that. That's a solid bout. I would watch that, and I do think yes. the Hulk wins. Definitely. I feel like that's what we got with the, the John Rom Bryson. Yeah, exactly. Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, Bryson so, to John's face. Go to sleep, yes, go to sleep, go to much, sleep. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what protein shake? 
Oh my god. <laughs> I need a protein shake. <laughs> it's like round three. He's like over in the corner, and Bryson's like, give me a protein shake. Like, instead of, instead of like, uh, you're gonna cramp up so hard if you have a protein shake right now. I was like, I don't care. Give me a protein oh, shake. I need it. Instead of gamma radiation, Bryson has protein radiation, and that's why he's a superhuman. <laughs> Enough protein has to be radioactive, right? Enough of something has to be radioactive. It's just really bad point. for your kidneys. That's all. So John just has to punch him in his kidney, and then he's good to go. <laughs> Another uh, Robert Downey Jr. movie, Sherlock Holmes, where where he goes, yes. body shot, kidney punch. What a great That's film. That's a great movie. Great film. Very underrated. Go watch Sherlock Holmes if you haven't. Yeah, with Robert Downey Jr. You can also you can also watch the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock Holmes TV show, but not as good as the movie. I haven't seen the Benedict Cumberbatch one. It's a TV show, so it's kind of like longer strung out. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I just I haven't I haven't gotten around to it. No. Um all right. Next question. Love it. We have favorite non-golf sports movie. Uh, what's funny is this was fielded by Gina, and uh, we actually did get to talking about it. For me, it's Field of Dreams. I okay. love Field of Dreams. Um, I still can't get through the end of that movie when he has a catch with his dad. <laughs> I still can't get through that without shedding a tear. And I've seen that movie over 25 times in my life. I still can't do it. It gets to me to this day. And I think that's what makes it one of those movies where for me, it's just an all time sports classic and coming up in a very close second place is miracle on ice. Um, they, they're, they like, are like neck the and neck. Ones. What was that? You like the real ones. I'm not quite sure if you can constitute field dreams as real. You have ghost baseball players playing on a baseball field in the middle of a cornfield in Iowa. Um, well, I mean, so. you wait till you hear mine. I mean, <laughs> okay, okay. Wait I mean, I know what yours is. You want to go? You want to go top three? You had a third one. I'll go top three. Yeah, and then you third one third is one. uh that's Sandlot. Okay, that's a, a true good cult classic. Love one. the Sandlot. Love the Sandlot. Not the uh, new ones either. Those ones are garbage. I'm talking about the real one with Benny the Jet, Rodriguez, and Smalls. Okay, none of that. None of that new age stuff. No, those were those were absolutely terrible. And if anybody wants to argue with me on this, I'll go back on the podcast. We can do this. Okay. I will fight anybody that says the new Sandlot movies were even okay. Cause they were so bad. What if John so Rom tells you that they were good? Okay, John, uh, let's just, we're going to do it over zoom. So I don't have to be in the same <laughs> room as you are. <laughs> Cause I'm a freak. Just curious. Okay? Uh, just curious how long you're willing to stay here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like Brian said, we did talk about this the other day. Oh. We got into a little, a little bit. So I'm going to start off with my honorable mention because I was informed that this is, in fact, not a sports movie, even though basketball is the main premise of this movie. That is Grown Ups. Okay. They all met okay. playing basketball. But that's not the point of the film. With them playing basketball. That's a sports movie. Okay. Just because sports makes an appearance in a movie does not make it a sports movie. Yeah, it does. Anyway, that oh my god, <laughs> it does. It makes it a sports movie, but that's why I'm giving my honorable mention because I'm gonna respect your opinion, even though it's wrong. Uh, so my top three that are sports movies. Uh, number one, all time, will watch it no matter what if it's on. Do you know? Oh, I know. What, what do you think it is? Oh, it's Space Jam. Man, yeah, I, know. I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. You just get me. It's Space okay. Jam. Is my jam. I don't know if I'm ready for number two yet. I don't really Space know jam. from that because it's been so long. Michael Jordan killed it, and I don't know how LeBron's going to do because not. I haven't been a huge fan of anything I've seen him act in. It's been very few and far between, but not a huge fan of it. So I guess we'll see what happens, but I do love Space Jam. You know, Great. there's also like five other NBA players in it now, too. There's like well, Damian, the Damian Lillard, Carl uh, Anthony Towns, I believe. Uh, well, there wasn't the other one, too. Yeah, That was the... That was where the Monstars got their their powers their powers from. I'm gonna get so much crap from Phil about this. Oh yeah, for so sure. Basically, what happened was we were we were younger, and I saw Space Jam, and I was I loved it because it's hey. a great movie. Hey Rick, question <laughs> for you. Question: Have you have you have you ever seen Space Jam? Have you ever seen it? It's a great <laughs> movie. You should watch it. <laughs> apparently, I don't remember this. I don't think it happened, but that's what I'm told has happened. Uh, apparently multiple times i went up to brian and phil and asked them if they've seen space jam even though they already told me they have seen it you seen so, space jam it's now a running joke that <laughs> in our friend group 
that just like randomly out of nowhere, like even if we're not talking about sports, even if we're just doing the most random thing in the world, they'll just be like, hey, Rick, have you seen Space Jam? And it, <laughs> there's nothing I can do about it. You can't. It, it you can't live it down. You can't never live it down. It's one of those things that like I'm probably going to be in my casket. Yep. Just like arms crossed. And then they're just going to come up to me and be like, hey, Rick, have you seen Space Jam? Have you seen Space Jam? And it's going to be a lot less then, satisfying when you don't respond. <laughs> I'm just gonna, like the, like Wiley Coyote when he dies all the time, I'm just going to hold him a sign that says yes. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love that so, that made it back to Looney Tunes and the Looney Tunes Space Jam. I love that. I love, that, yeah. combo, that combo is great. I love it. Uh, so that's my number one. Always going to watch that when it's on. Number two, non-golf movie. Because obviously there's Tin Cup greatest game ever played all that stuff non-golf movie though i'm gonna have to go with the longest yard with adam sandler because right i I just love that movie so much it's so funny to me now that is a sports movie that is a sports yes. movie so that's gonna be my number two and then my number three that's a tough one there's a lot of really good sports movies there is there's a there's a there's a good handful of sports movies out there my number three um let's go with man this is a tough one yeah I, I i'm blanking on every single sports movie that i've ever seen now all right well i i have another honorable mention um to kind of bring in the marvel conversation we were having and then also the sports movie conversation we were having uh shout out and rest in peace to chadwick boseman who did a fantastic job playing jackie robinson in the movie 42 oh, I that is an incredible sports movie I he played that, that he played that character so well um, I have heard what, that. What stinks is during that that filming, he was also going through chemotherapy. So knowing that now, it's no like wow, knows. his his acting performances were incredible. Um, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman, who also was Black Panther in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, moving on to wait, I got it. I got it. Oh, you got three. it now. You got it. Yeah, I got Great. it. Uh, it is Forever Strong. I don't know if you saw that one. I don't think I have. It's a rugby movie. So okay. Brian and I both played rugby in college. I finally convinced him after two years to, to do it, even though he didn't think he would be able to. And he did. So Forever Strong is a great rugby movie for those that are looking for something a little bit different uh, than your normal baseball, football. Than your normal basketball. sports movies, yeah. Uh, Rudy, pretty okay. Love film. Rudy. Love pretty Rudy. Okay I think it's a little overrated, but not because it's bad, just because like people overhype it. Yeah, well, I mean, um, so yeah, that's a good one. If you if you have a if you just like need to watch a movie and you want something different, go watch Forever Strong. That's a pretty good one. I would totally watch that movie. Also, a sports movie I also enjoy, but it's actually kind of like a rom com. But still, I'm just gonna bring it out there because I just watched it today and I love it. Uh, It's a movie with Jimmy Fallon and uh, Reese Witherspoon called Fever Pitch. Um. It's it's I've heard of it. I've never seen it though. Yeah, it's a it's a rom com. Uh, pre, as far as I'm concerned, relatively underrated, and it's about baseball. Uh, so that's a good one, especially if you like Reese Witherspoon, like I do. Uh huh. Highly suggest watching that film. We'll get away because we could do like a whole we separate could. podcast about movies. We really could. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna get past that. Big big movie guys. Big movie guys. huge movie guys. We do love films. Uh, moving on into the. Second to last question we have, would you rather on the golf course sit shotgun or drive the golf drive. cart? Drive. Uh, yeah, I would also like to drive 1,000%. I, I like feeling in control when I'm driving because some people drive like maniacs, especially when you're out there. Um, I don't drink out on the course, and Brian and Phil both drink out on the course. Right on. So sometimes maybe they have a little too many to drink and they're kind of swerving a little bit. I'm not a huge fan of it. So I just like to be in control. I like to know what's going on. I like to know where we're going. And I like to know how we're getting there. I don't like to be in the dark. It's the same with driving normally. Like, I'm not a huge fan of driving, like, just like anywhere. I'm not a huge fan of being shotgun. Yeah. Because I just feel so powerless and out of control, and I don't like Agreed. I'm I'm big on the driving. Uh, However, usually on the golf course, I have no problems with someone being like, hey, can I drive? And I'll be like, yeah, I'll I'll take shotgun. I don't mind. Um. I don't think I can't remember the last time that I haven't driven when the three of us have gone out. Yeah, true. Cause usually how it goes is since it's the three of us, we have two carts and either you'll have a cart on your own or I'll have a cart on my own. Uh, yeah. And then both times we're, we're both driving a car. Yeah. Cause Phil likes to, likes to blame us for when he plays bad. 
Exactly. So, uh, so then he'll switch carts, still play yeah. bad, and switch carts again. Yeah, and then the next round we play, I'll be like, well, I played really bad last time when I was in the car with you, so I'm going to go over there and play with him. It's like, oh, that's probably what the problem was. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's currently mad at us because we called him out last episode, too. He is a little – that was me. I mean, was, there was. There was. upset at me for that. That's fine, though. All right, well, we'll we'll hash it out when we have them on. You want you want to know you want to know what Phil we we enjoy that you uh, you go to both carts, you split time evenly. Yeah, I do appreciate that. I, you, you could you could just you could just say you want to hang out with us an even amount of times. You could ju- you could ju- if that's what you really want to do, you could just say that, buddy. I promise. Okay, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna um, be okay. I promise. Yeah, I I too prefer to drive the golf car, but I have no problem shooting. Uh, yeah, shooting shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> I have. <laughs> No Please problems. My golf cart. Sitting <laughs> shotgun. Got through that sentence after an hour of deliberation. Okay. Uh, <laughs> on to the last topic in the two-man scramble. Uh, we're we're sorry, but we're not sorry at all for this episode being a lot of randomness because we're actually like really enjoying it. So we hope that you guys are too. Um, I think you guys probably are, to be honest. I hope so. I hope so. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think you guys are really enjoying it. And I think you guys definitely want to go on Apple Podcasts and give us five stars. Right on, right on. You also you also want to go on Instagram and like our posts and follow sure. our, our page. And follow our YouTube page and all that good stuff. Subscribe to our YouTube page. That's the lingo. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. We got yeah, we're, we're we're new to this whole YouTube thing. We're not yeah. not very well versed in it. Uh final question in the two man scramble. Would you rather have one round at Augusta, one free round at Augusta, or one hundred free rounds at any municipal golf course in your area? I don't even think that's no. I feel like this question. is it's not even um, close. I would like to adjust this question to make it more of a competition, if you would let me. Right on, right on. You can adjust okay. all you would like. So, hundred free rounds, right? At your Muni courses, okay. So your Macobies, your Mainlands, whatever. Or you get five free rounds at any tour stop that you want. So you could go Augusta, oh, you could go Spyglass, you could yeah. go um, – what's the one in, you could, in New York? You could go oh, – uh, Liberty National, Beth, you, could go, you could go Torrey Pines, whatever. You can pick five professional golf courses or you can get 100 free at your Muni. And you could do like the old course too Yeah, in, in Scotland. You want to know what? That changes my answer 100%. I would do the five free rounds at any tour stop. Uh, golf okay. course because that's just that's like almost like also traveling and experiencing that's you fair. Know, that's like totally different than like yeah 100 free rounds at your municipal would be awesome but think about like the really cool experiences you could have with the five free rounds you could go to pebble beach i've never been to california you could go to the old course i've never been to scotland yeah you know you could there's you could, unicorns there Exactly. There's unicorns in Scotland. You can ride them. That's they actually don't have golf carts. They have golf unicorns. They 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 have a holster for your bag. It's pretty great. Um, <laughs> you sit on the head. <laughs> um, but you could you could you could you could play Augusta if you wanted to. You could play any stop that you would love to play. You could play Sawgrass. Like all the amazing courses they have on the tour and the European tour. You have five free of those. I'm about and, that. I, I yeah. like that. I like that answer. And here's why. The only reason that I wasn't going to pick Augusta was money. Yeah. 100% like a hundred free. Co- because yeah, exactly. You think about like your local muni on a busy day. They probably what? 30, $40 around. That's like in and around there. Yeah. Four grand that you're getting for free. But if you think about like Pebble beach, I think Pebble beach in like the busy time, like, like normal weekend times is like 500 something dollars. It, it ranges from like 450 to 500. Like yeah. that's Pebble beach. That's not even Augusta. That's not the old course. Like those, are all, those courses are all really expensive. So then you get it a little bit closer. Even if you're like spending, like, even if you just assume that all of these PGA courses are $500 a pop for a round, you're at $2,500. If you're doing $2,500 compared to like three, four grand, that's like enough that I'm okay with not having that free. Yeah. All that, like not having those other hundred free rounds. Cause it's like, yeah, there's, there's, you get to a point where the money's not that big of a difference depending on where you're at. Like obviously yeah, exactly one $500 round as opposed to $4,000 worth of rounds. That's a big difference. But once mm-hmm. you get into the 
2,500, 3,000 compared to 3,000 or 4,000. Yeah, they're almost the same thing comparatively. Yeah. And then also with the five tour stop places, that's an experience. That, like, that's a whole. Yeah. And here's the other trip, thing, you know? too, is I'm going to shoot a 110 no matter where I'm at. So I might as well go do it at the old course. Exactly. Exactly. I might as well accidentally murder somebody driving on the road because no one warned me that there was a car coming on the road hole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> While Oopsies. I ride my unicorn Sorry. off into the sunset on 18. Yeah, well, it flies. So, you know, you actually, uh, you, when you play the old course, the only time you're touching the ground is when you're swinging. Then you hop on your unicorn and you fly. Are you sure it's not like, what's that? What's that sport? Help me out here. I forget. What polo? It's polo. Yeah. You're sure it's not like polo? Yeah, because they want to keep, like, the, they like wanna keep like the integrity of golf. Yeah. What's that? They want to keep the integrity of golf alive. So they don't, okay. they don't let you swing while on unicorn or you do get kicked off the course. Fun fact. Oh, okay. You think there's like a muni in the area that does that? Because <laughs> uh, if they that. if they have a, if they if they have a unicorn, uh, we will have to call around. We'll have because to. I would like to make that one of my substitutions if I can do that. <laughs> what a unicorn golf cart? Yes, where yes, I ride absolutely. it, and I have to hit it while I'm on the unicorn because I hit really good golf shots standing still. Yeah, you want to make a challenge. You want you want you want to yeah. be challenging. You so know? while I'm moving, would yeah. definitely be harder, and I could definitely yeah. make that happen. Well, now that this train has completely fallen off the tracks, uh, <laughs> that'll that'll do it for this episode of From the Tips. Rick, buddy, thank you very much. Thank you. Always Keep enjoyable. it out on Friday, guys. We got some stuff yes. coming. Um, we're going to hopefully be recording on Thursday, dropping something on Friday regarding the Masters. So we didn't talk about it much. That's because there's not much to talk about because it's only Sunday night. Valero, Texas Open just finished like two hours ago. So keep an eye and out for that. And also, you can't judge us too much because we're about to give you as much Masters Golf Tent as I think we could pull off in one weekend. Yeah, I honestly so can't be mad. Can't be mad. The stuff that we have planned, but I'm also yeah, I'm thinking about it and I'm stressed. But I'm excited about it because it's Masters weekend. And how can you not be excited about Masters weekend? And also, we get to golf and hang out with the boys from Head Cross America blog. And, and they're, just a, they're just a good bunch of dudes. So very excited about that. Thank you for listening to this episode of From the Tips. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys. See you later.